Hello Formula 1 fans and welcome back to F1 in Focus. We are the only Formula 1 podcast where a Dutchie and an Englishman can very much get along in the world of Formula 1 while having civil discussions, race recaps and discussing racing food and beverages. Of course, this is our first episode of Season 2. We are back. My name is John and with me is my dear friend, of course, the man with the best hair in the business. It's James Hazel. Hello. Welcome back, James. Hello, yeah. Good to be back. It's been feels like it's been a long winter break. Uh, yes, those winter breaks used to be longer. Yeah, true. I don't even know how I survived those. No. <laughs> and at least we get good coverage of the testing now. We didn't used to get that in the past, so that makes... No, we had to hide on circuits and just see if we could figure out something. Right? Yeah, so that makes the winter break feel a little bit shorter, but yeah. Yeah, and now there's just one week between practice and uh, a training, yeah, straight like in. training sessions. That's so. Just chuck them straight in. Yeah, I like that though. <laughs> and it's like three weeks earlier than normal though. Like normally it's end of March. Now it's the first weekend of March. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, actually. it's true. But we have a long break in a couple of races. So after Australia, I think we have a four-week hiatus. So uh, uh, we'll see. How then. James, have you missed it? Yeah. I've quite enjoyed the break though, actually. Only... So I, I've not I've not been like following any of the rumors or the news or anything over the winter. I've had like a completely Formula One free break until we rocked up to like the time of cars being revealed, and then I started to tune in a bit again and start. You know, I picked up every single rumor, every single hint of a car I could figure out. I tried to stay out of that to be honest, because I I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to enjoy a, a a break from the sport and then come into this season quite fresh rather than just f- trying to follow everything through the winter as well. And I, it has actually kind of reinvigorated my fandom or something. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm quite excited about this season now. Oh, that's awesome, though. I think uh, we'll get a close, more, more close competition than last year. But of course, as a Max Stopper fan, I didn't mind last year too much no, either. No. But I can see it from a neutral perspective. So, and I think it makes better content as well. So let's keep going. We'll be back, I think, every single week. We'll have a look at those four weeks hiatus with the podcast. We are have worked pretty extensive, I think, on new formats. And today is the f- well, sort of the first one of those because we wanted to get this one out before the season actually starts. Yep. Training has passed. Uh, what also passed is my voice. I'm pretty sick, but I did want to get this uh, this podcast done. So apologies in advance if my voice sometimes cracks up. Uh, but it wouldn't make sense for us making some bold predictions when the race was actually started already. Yeah, so yeah. let's let's discuss our predictions. Part of the new format is we're going to do this with statements. So from the new podcast series onwards, we'll be mentioning either... Well, two to four statements somewhere around that and have a think on how we make it uh, very interesting and some more clickbaity to listen to perhaps even, right? Yeah, it might head that way. We'll see how it goes, but yeah. Definitely. That's the that's the idea. Anyways, James, of course, training is fast. Uh, what's the one thing that you wanted to highlight? I mean, as a Hamilton fan, I'm a little bit disappointed by Mercedes. That's the thing I would like to highlight, I think. <laughs> Considering the turned what was a dire car last year into a race-winning car by the end of the season. I was hoping they'd come out swinging a bit better. Yeah, they won one race, though. We don't have to 
Fuck, that's very tough. No, well, it, it still turned into a race winning car and it, it you know, won two in uh, Brazil, wasn't it? So yeah, that's that's fair. That's that's fair. They were, they were, they, they, I mean, that aside, if you even if you ignore that statement, it's pretty, it's pretty clear they made some very good progress last year. They, they went from clearly Red Bull and Ferrari being up at the front, Mercedes being third fastest car in no man's land, and then the rest of the field behind them. And then by the end of the season, they were quite consistently fighting with or beating the Ferraris. Yeah, although sometimes the Ferraris beat themselves, and there was, of course, a little technical directive driven by that same team. Yeah, which that might have helped massively as well, so. seemed to help uh, Red Bull, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so the, yeah. New season, take away, new chances. Takeaway from testing from me as a Hamilton fan would be shame about Mercedes. Um, if I was ignoring that, I'd be looking at Aston Martin and thinking they look pretty good, but how good yeah. is the question? Yeah. Well, we'll figure that out soon yeah. enough. I, I had to take away from um, from it was black cars, so much black cars. Yeah. I don't know which cars is where. It's 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 a good thing there weren't like two Mercedes driving wrong because with the Alphas, the Alpha Tauris being pretty dark, the McLaren even having more black than uh, orange. Uh, almost all cars except for the Alpine and the Aston Martin are very dark. Yeah. And I found it pretty hard to actually see sometimes. Like if the sun from a certain angle hit the Alfa Romeo, it's just like, oh, that's a beautiful car. In all other situations, it could be any random car off the track because I have, would not have any idea which it is. Yeah, the, it's a bit of a shame about the Alfa Romeo, actually, because it looked really good when it was revealed. And I, I still think it looks good, but it doesn't look as good in the flesh that's the problem with the renders i guess when they're like i mean they got the car like properly spotlit for a reveal or whatever it always looks better than it ends up doing on out on track i think um certainly on tv anyway i don't i'm not i'm not so keen on the uh the alpha tower either the the front of it it's it's very just bland when it's looking at it from head on, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it must be frustrating for them as well because I have a feeling there might be more people looking from that, that car f from <laughs> head on <laughs> in the mirrors because those didn't look great either. No, but hey, no. James, yep. not called 20 questions, but it will be 10 questions. Yep. World champion, 2023. Max, Go for it. Max, Let's start with a big one. Max Verstappen. And why is that? Well, based on testing, we'll soon find out. But the... Um, the Red Bull's looking very good. Max Verstappen's looking very fast. He's looking immediately dialed in. Um, I don't know. I, I, I see this season probably going quite similar to last season. I'm hoping there'll be a bit more of a fight, or at least the fight will last longer and it won't fizzle out the way that it did last season. Because obviously last season started very thrilling at the start of the season. Uh, and then it just kind of tapered off a bit and just became a very obvious... Max Verstappen's going to win the championship from probably like halfway through the season. So I still think he's going to win it again this year, but hopefully it'll be a bit more interesting. Someone will keep him honest a little bit. Yeah. Uh, point of this was trying to get a discussion going, but honestly, I got to stop as well. Yeah. Looks so clear in training. Uh, he's got a good mindset. He, he's unless it, uh, every bit of tension is gone there. Yeah. I, it, I mean. Last season, he was a different driver compared to the year before as well because he's 
the pressure's off after he's won his first championship and now he's a double world champion. Like He's even said himself, it doesn't really feel like he's got anything else to prove or achieve in Formula 1. He's, he's done what he wanted to do, and he's, but he's still got a contract that he's got to finish. So, you know, it's like... It's almost like I do think he still likes it. Though. I th- I'm sure he does. I think he's. I, I think he's got ambitions outside of Formula One as well. Like he's doing a lot of the endurance stuff in sim racing, and I think at some point he's probably going to want to go off and do some other other formulas or other like racing um, categories or whatever. But uh, yeah, he's going to go for the triple crown. Yeah, for sure. But I think in Formula One, he's he's probably just thinks, you know, I've done it. I like I've got nothing to prove to anybody. And when he's when he's when he can race with that sort of pre- uh, without any of that pressure that he's had before, then he, I mean, last year proved it. Like he was just flawless, and I'd I'd be very surprised if he doesn't step it up, even just if it's just a tiny little notch again this year. I agree. Let's see if we can make this next one more decisive. Constructor title probably going to be Red Bull again. I think I've got Ferrari. Do I? I don't have Ferrari. No, I. Th- I think it'll be Red Bull again. Like I can see why you say it, but I think if Ferrari did get his things in order last year, they easily became constructor champion. If I think Fasser uh, probably gets these guys going, and I do think that Sainz and Leclerc is potentially the best driver, like the second and the third driver on the grid already. They're really talented, really good. If they can figure out how to work as a team and not fail miserably during some of the weekends, then well, they should be rack up more points than Checo, who obviously was best of the rest from the top teams last year, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think Red Bull will do it, but I certainly wouldn't disagree with like anyone reasoning like you just have that Ferrari could do it. Um, it's going to be a fun party when they do. And of course, this list is just going to stay on our offices. And at the end of the season, some of us look, maybe look foolish, but we'll see that. Who's going to be? Which team is going to be best of the rest? Who do we consider the rest? Or is this like who's going to come in? Who's, who's, is this who's going to finish second in the constructors? Or? Uh, that's a good question. I, I would I would make it more interesting. Who's going to end up best? The fourth team. Fourth team. Yeah. So let's consider Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. Yeah, three, right? pretty, I don't think that would change anytime soon. They're usually pretty, pretty locked in, aren't they? I mean, I kind of want to say Aston Martin from the testing we've seen. I also honestly can't believe that McLaren are going to be as bad as they are, especially for an entire season as well. I can. but I'm going to stick my neck out here and say McLaren. <laughs> I think McLaren will I be the best of the rest again. We can only hope so. I mean, McLaren should be up there, right? But training looked really miserable. Yeah. And Zach Brown already made a statement that they didn't meet their development targets and they'll probably catch up in two months. If you now already have a two month um, gap in front of you, it's gonna be, I think it's a loss. It's, it's going it's to be hard to catch up after that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still holding out a bit of hope for them. It's, it, it's a wild, it's a bit of a wild guess, I think. But it is. I'm going to make it a different one. Yeah. Though. I'm not going to say Austin Martin. I'm not going to say. Uh, McLaren. I'm going to go for Alpine. Alpine. Okay. I don't have them. No, I, I don't have them as fourth fastest. It's hard. To, it, I, I, it's very hard to rank. Like probably any. Oh, we haven't seen anything yet. So yeah. Um, I mean, it, we we've only got testing to go off, and we saw last season that other than the top, well, other than the top two, because you could throw Mercedes into this a little bit, depending on the track. 
the order of the rest of the field could be very mixed depending on you know conditions and the type of circuit and all the rest of it so i think it's it's going to be hard to judge and it it does feel like we've got quite a we've we've still got that gap at the front probably well probably we don't know yet but more than likely there's going to be that gap for the top three teams that are going to be pretty far ahead of everyone else but i think everyone else behind those top three are probably going to be very close this season yeah we can hope so i mean makes for some good racing yeah yeah but i'm um i can't i i'm not buying the fact that alpine uh, um had a bad start i think uh Schaffnauer isn't actually a bad principal, team principal either. Mm. Uh, and I, I would not mind, and I don't, I'm not a huge Renault fan, right? But I would not mind them having a good year to make it more interesting on the motor, on the engine. Yeah, I agree well. with that. Definitely, so, yeah. So, uh, let's see, Alpine or McLaren. I think this could be one of those things which we both feel miserably, but we'll see. Quite possibly. <laughs> the, reason, the main reason why I'm not buying too hard into the Aston Martin hype is because they don't seem to keep up throughout season. So they might start. I'm not buying in that for two reasons. The one you're saying, like I completely agree. They've not shown stellar development during the season yet. But the other fact is like, even like uh, before, like when they were racing point, they usually had good starts, but it sort of fell down during the season. So, yeah. uh, but uh, the other part is I can't see, like if you have three bad races and you have Fernando in your team, or Fernando has let Stroll pass two times. I can't see that going well. Nah, so kind of... if they fly at the start, might might start good. But once it goes down, it could go down. Really. Yeah, it might implode a little bit, yeah. Next one, most crashes. Let's start with... Uh, we should main this Latifi pole. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Stroll. Well, he, also, he started well. Shall we count that one? <laughs> no, we can't count that one. That wasn't even in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, to, yeah, we're no. laughing but we're only we're only laughing because we know he's okay we've we we're, as we record this yeah, as we record yeah. this we know he's going to be racing for the weekend driving actually yeah, yeah. so else we wouldn't laugh of course no no, no. <laughs> just joking but uh i think could be one although i am not really impressed by Logan sergeant um... that car goes fast but isn't stable so it's a recipe from crashes. I don't want to judge Sergeant just yet. Um, we've only seen testing. So I, I, I'm not judging yeah. him and just saying he'll be the rookie that has is going to have it the hardest. Yeah, well, yeah. Apply well, some pressure on it. And I think Albon can be a very cool teammate for you, but not if he out-qualifies you eight times in a row. You might make a mistake or two. Yeah. I think this is the problem with how Formula One's sort of... The way it's become where new drivers have to go into these, like bottom teams effectively and earn their way up but there is so much pressure to like because how how can you demonstrate your skill in a car that's at the bottom of the grid or the back of the grid or whatever and i think that's the sort of thing that adds pressure to somebody like sergeant who's coming in uh he's he's you know he'll be racing to try and keep a seat in formula one and progress his career up to about a team potentially in a couple of years or however long it'll take and that amount of pressure. Yeah, I can I can see there being a lot of mistakes. Multiple, yeah. multiple races in the USA. Yeah. yeah. I've still got Stroll down as top in the uh, the crash podium. But... <laughs> I, can, I can see that. All right, this one then. 
Who's going to be the team principal that gets fired first? I'm not saying this year there's going to be multiple team principals getting I, I fired. Don't, I don't think we'll see any team principal get fired this year. Choose between two, if I'm honest. Uh, but once I wrote one of them down, I was like, uh, one of my other predictions doesn't make sense because that would be now. But I couldn't write down Otmar and say best of the rest is going to be Alpine. That didn't make sense. Mm. Unless he let the whole Gasly and Ogon situation explode, which also still could happen. Could. But what I'm going to say, the team principal that gets fired this year is going to be, with all due respect, Andrea Stella. Okay. Late go into the team. Insanely bad start of the training. Pressure is already full on. I can see a, a McLaren failing, a Piastri getting Piastri in. Zach Brown needed scapegoat for that as well, for the performances. Stella is up for a job that I think is is they really going to be really lucky, or they lose Norris this year because of the bad performances. And he can't take it anymore. Piastri is being in a seat where he can't perform. And the car being undeveloped with all the sponsors coming in. Oh man, if if they start off badly, he's in for some for some right this year. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, uh, especially the part about Norris because I mean Norris is locked in on a pretty long contract, isn't he? But surely there are performance clauses. Twenty four. Yeah. So one more year. Uh, okay, after, so. yeah, I thought I thought he was tied up for a little bit longer than that. Maybe it was longer ago that he signed the contracts than I'm remembering. Oh. But um, I mean, Red Bull's pulling at him. I mean, so. he, he will surely have a performance clause in there. So if they do perform poorly to the point where they could lose Norris, then yeah, he could go. But I, I'm, I'm still not entirely convinced that McLaren are going to be as bad as everyone's thinking they're going to be. That's my hope. No, let's just make the old car orange again and it'll be fine. Yeah, bring back the golf colors. Uh, yeah, the golf uh, colors. Although golf, yeah, that's, golf uh, is sponsoring it's now a spon- Williams. Williams. Uh, yeah. uh, but not paying enough to get the delivery that way. So, No. How many victories will the world champion get? Last year, we, of course, we had 14 from Max. 14 last year, was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we have an extra race this year compared to last year? It's got Las Vegas. Does that replace something, or is that a new? Yeah, but China's already out. So I'm uh, the moment we said it, I was already unsure. But I think you get one more. Okay. So I think it'll be. I'm hoping it's not going to be as many wins as last year. So I'm going to predict twelve. I'm going to predict ten. Oh wow! Like normally, ten gets you a world championship. Yeah. I think this year the start will be very clear. In two months in, I'm guessing. Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, they're all going to be very stable. And I think there's going to be one team that sometimes steals away a victory. Um, we got a little bit less wild cards. Like Alpha Tauri was ninth last year. can see them come either ninth or tenth again. But I think Haas, for example, we used to have like weird things there. But although I don't like the choices of drivers, but these guys are experienced and I can see them just bring the car home and score some points. Yeah. So I don't see there like many flips that make sense. So I can, I, I think like the Ferrari's Red Bulls and I think there's going to be some wins for Mercedes as well this year. It's going to be pretty, pretty clear and Max with 10 victories is going to be world champion. But I do think like the next one is going to get six or something. So it's going to be a little bit more spread out. I would love it if it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sending the hype train here and no, I'm not going to push the hype train buttons here. No. <laughs> James, yep. who wins the Mercedes team battle? I've got to go with Lewis, not just because 
I'm a fan, but because he kind of demonstrated it in the second half of the season when he stopped with the like development duties that he was on for the first however many races. Other than Basler, uh, not Basler, sorry, Brazil, where this, I think they said he potentially had some sort of issue with his car anyway, like he had a bit of damage. I can't remember I'm, Brazil. I don't know why, but Brazil's banned from my memory. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there was something that was saying that Hamilton's car had like a tenth, it was missing a tenth of a second due to some maybe it's floor damage or something. I can't remember exactly. But I, d I don't know if they were just saying that to kind of, you know, yeah. boost Hamilton's ego a little bit as well because he, you know, obviously he was really desperate to get a win that year and he, he didn't get it. But um, I think over the course of a season, if, 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 if they've got a car that they don't have to mess around with, like they spent probably like a third of the season at the start of the last season doing, I, th I think I've, Got to go with Hamilton. He's just at some point he's going to start dropping off, and R Russell become the better driver of the two. But I would normally agree with you, and I did write down Lewis, but for sake for making a, a funnier list at the end of the season, I'm going to say George. Okay. Why? Well, because of that reason. Okay. Who, who wins the Ferrari team battle, though? Claire. You think? I, I'm not being particularly controversial with my picks. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if that's what you wanted. But uh, I think Leclerc, I, to be fair, Sainz surprised me in the second half of last season. He was really pushing Leclerc and beating Leclerc at times. One Silverstone. I think, yeah. Leclerc, Leclerc's biggest issue last year, last year was some of the silly little mistakes and the cracks under pressure that he made. And I think if he can get that under control, I, I mean, to be honest, I think he's a driver that is, he has the potential to be on like Max and Lewis level, but he's just not quite there. Maybe this year is the year that he, he proves that he's on their level. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, the intention. But I think, he, I think he'd be, I think he'd be science. That's ultimately where I'm going with Right. That. I do think science will win this. And uh, because of, some things we saw last year, not only that, of course, he's. I think he's as fast as uh, Charles. I think Charles has a little bit more natural talent, right? But science's experiences. Science doesn't really crack under pressure. And what science does do, he can think while driving. He's very smart while driving. Yeah. I don't think, like, Charles, Charles just can't haven't showed that yet let's put it like this like you see Max, you see lewis they talk about strategies they they let know what they feel what they want to change where you see that leclerc just takes it and uh, accepts it but then afterwards doubts it and i think when you see with saints he won silverstone because of his strategy uh he had some very good races because of talking along making the right moves at the right time being patient at times and not overly aggressive or being very aggressive when you think that would work. And I, I Sainz already beat Leclerc in the first season, of course. And I, I checked it, but if it honestly, if it wasn't for some of the extreme bad luck Sainz had, right? I think Sainz would definitely had a chance. I, I can uh, actually see Sainz just becoming second in the world championship this year. Yeah, there was bad luck and there was there was some mistakes from Sainz as well. At start, the yes. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's one point I I definitely would agree with you on is that I I, f I feel like it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a double edged sword sometimes. Like if you you, you can you can try and sec second guess the engineer, which is the sort of thing Hamilton sometimes mm -hmm. does, 
and he gets into his own head. We've we've made a mistake. We've done that wrong. And then later out in the later on in the race, it turns out it was, might be the right decision. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you were right. Good call, guys, and all the rest of it on the team radio and stuff." But so I th- I th- I, th- I think second guessing the t- the team isn't always great because obviously the engineers and the guys on the no second guessing isn't what I meant. I meant making the calls himself. But yeah, making calls is yeah. But that I I feel like they go hand in hand a little bit. Like sometimes if you're being given a strategy, or if you know the the team's giving a driver a strategy, they you know they they can see the whole picture. They can make they know what other teams are doing. They can see how quickly teams are dropping off, or how well a tire is lasting, or whatever. And the driver can't necessarily see that. So you're seeing science now. But but there was some stuff that science did get right last year. Like um, I think was it Brazil. When he where where was it when he was telling the team that he he didn't want to move onto a tire he wanted to stay with a different tire and that worked out for him. It could be yeah I I, I honestly don't know exactly. I, I I can't remember either. But yeah I I I think yeah I I can't I can't I can't really decide one way or the other if that's a good thing or a bad oh, we'll thing see, because we'll sometimes sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't some it feel it feels almost like it's a bit of a roll of the dice at times. Yeah, maybe so. it works out at the Ferrari last year and doesn't work out. Certainly time. last year, certainly last year, more times than not, if you questioned the Ferrari engineer, you were doing the right thing rather than just trusting that their is, that is true. <laughs> but that Ferrari engineer is gone. So this third yeah. So okay, let's uh, let's go. You say uh, Leclerc. I'm going with Sainz. Going to be an interesting yep. one. What's your we the last one, James? What's your bold statement for the coming season? Well, I'm beginning to think I've already made it by saying the McLaren are going to be <laughs> the fourth best. That team. is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I I got one. You can see if I can. Okay. I think Nico gets the, his first podium. Hulkenberg. Yeah. Now Rosberg is coming back, but hey, of course, of course, Hulkenberg. Yeah, I had to think for a second because he's back again. <laughs> it's like the F1 driver that that never dies. He's just like, you know, huh. yeah, yeah. Every every year he's rumored to be returning to Formula One, and then finally this year he's back. Yeah. So he, he gets a podium. Um, no, I don't see him get a podium in a house. He will. Trust me. He I will. mean, Magnussen got <laughs> a pole position last year with us. That was. Very specific conditions. Yeah, well, you only need one of those. And it races. was, it was, yeah. But that, then you need something like that over an entire race. That was just for like literally a five-minute window to get get out and do a lap. Uh, I mean, uh, Ocon won the race. Yeah, true. Uh, but he wasn't driving a Haas. Gasly won the race. <laughs> he wasn't driving a Haas. And the Haas is faster than Alfatari, though. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's possible. What we need for that, it would have to be somewhere like Hungary. Yeah, Monaco. It'd have to be like it'd have to be like Yo yeah, Monaco, something like that. It'd have to be like Ockham's win, where there's a crazy set of circumstances. It needs to rain that, really hard. Yeah, and there needs to be a little bit of Bottas bowling or something yeah. like that. Well, there's one thing though, and I, I, I'm going to leave it there. But we'll talk about this after the race predictions, after the race, right? The new qualifying format where you have to start on uh, hard second session in mediums and then the last session on soft is pretty cool format, which could lead to some of the teams setting up the cards for hard tires specifically and getting maybe in Q2. So we might see a little bit change there as well, I think. You're going to have to forgive me here because I did not know about that. 
okay. Maybe I'm wrong then. So that, that, <laughs> well, I, I've had a winter break where I've not been following any of the news or anything. So we'll find out. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly know tomorrow when I'm watching some of the coverage tomorrow. Maybe I'm uh, totally forgetting now, but I thought that was... Uh, I think that was a change. If it's, don't, 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 I, doubt, I, don't doubt yourself yeah. just because I don't know. If, um, it's, uh, if, it, if it's not a change, maybe that could be a really cool way of doing it this year. Oh, it will happen at two events I'm now reading. Sorry. So, yeah, that's a cool format, which will happen at two okay. events. So, so it's going to be a test. Yeah. You're going to trial it effectively yeah. a bit like the sprint race. Because uh, I, I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty cool change. Never mind. So um, I knew I, I, I hyped it up somewhere, but it was mostly in my mind. Sorry. That'd be interesting for those races, though. Definitely. James, last prediction. Podium this weekend. Bahrain. Max Leclerc, science. Max, science, Fernando. See no. you this Sunday, mate. <laughs> yep. Bye-bye. <laughs>